Discover new opportunities together in a new Chevy. Meet up in an Equinox, winner of the J.D. Power Award for initial quality among compact SUVs. Lend a hand in the strong and capable Silverado or mix it up in a high-tech Trax with an available 11-inch diagonal touchscreen. Find family, friends, and fun in the Chevy that's right for you. Click to learn more. Chevrolet, together let's drive. For J.D. Power 2023 U.S. Initial Quality Study Award information, visit jdpower.com awards. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the truth, Jordan? You're, <laughs> You're going to decide that, are you? What the fuck is wrong with it? <laughs> you know how they play. Okay, welcome back to the True Geordie podcast. Today's guest is now a second timer. It's Ali Dawa. Welcome back, brother. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. You're a million subscribers now. You've been doing big things. You've just made your own documentary about yeah. finding a wife in Islam. Seeing that, I thought it'd be a great uh, chat because mm. I have been going down a bit of an uh, interesting line of guests recently talking about relationships and mm. uh, modern dating versus traditional dating. And you're definitely coming into that chat with your uh, own point of view. And also, I do want to say thanks for coming on last time because I was going through a difficult time. Yeah. Yeah. And you uh, extending the olive branch and your subscribers also sending me a lot of positivity okay. it showed me um, you know in the midst of my mistake and everything I was going through a, a, a really positive side of Islam and, and uh, it's great to have you back on um, the documentary immediately uh, you're into your life prior to finding Islam yeah. and you went through a lot before yeah. finding Islam like there was uh, you know serious gangs you were involved in by the looks of it you had a full blown relationship with a woman you were cheating on her you were doing everything the wrong way. Yes. So yeah, what was that all like? Um, so I came to Islam about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, you're just a typical lad, you know. I was involved with individuals, etc., fighting and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. My dad saw me getting into trouble, not listening to my mum. Uh, once I was walking down Wood Green, I had a knuckle duster and the undercover officers arrested me. So my dad said, look, you come because he had a business up north. So he took me there. My life changed from that to partying, clubbing, girls, holidays, got into a relationship, um, which lasted about four to five years. Uh, did some really bad stuff that I regret. And yeah, after that, <clears throat> I moved to London, started university here. And I just wanted to find myself and be my true self because I realized I was living for others. Mm-hmm. I was enslaved to pleasing other people. So that's when I looked into Islam and different variety of religions. And I came to the conclusion that Islam is the one that's from God. My dad hates Islam with a passion. Um, he would say the thing that I hate the most has been born into my family. So uh, there was times where you know, I was kicked out. Um, and by the way, I don't say this to vilify my father. Uh, it's just there's things that he's seen, uh, that he was treated in a certain way by Muslims uh, in our country. Uh, back in Turkey um, so oh, that, that okay. yeah yeah that left him a great trauma even till this day like I will show him certain okay. evidences but he, he'll just be like look you can never take away how, how I was made to feel okay can we can we go into this because I, I didn't go into this with you last yes. time but I remembered I remember hearing like it stayed with me a lot of what you said in that yeah. first podcast yeah. and I haven't listened to it back I just remember specifically you like almost shaking as he caught you praying oh yeah and your mother being like oh god you know what do we do here and it really you painted the picture so well yeah. I didn't realise he went through um, issues uh, in Turkey what, what kind of specifics did he feel were like the things that stuck with him my family they, they are Alawi so Alawites are basically a 
sect of Shias, mm-hmm. that the Shias deem them to be disbelievers. Mm-hmm. So they were persecuted in Turkey a lot by the Sunni Muslims. Mm-hmm. So, uh, for example, like, you know, being mocked at, you know, arguments like if my mum was not to wear the hijab mm-hmm. or, you know, if the, because of their belief system, there was actually people that actually there was a building that was set on fire on purpose and many people died. So that oh. trauma has, yes, like, done by... Sunni Muslims, sadly uh, misguided individuals that we even had to date, like, well, a couple of years ago with the whole ISIS and all that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah, so um, that's left a scar in. So he, he's just like, I hate these people. Uh-huh. They are terrible people. They've done nothing but bad to us. Mm-hmm. So that's left a scar with him, a trauma. So when I would look into Islam and sometimes when I was a non-Muslim, I would try fasting. The moment he would, he would see me fasting, he would lose it he would lose it, like, he would give me food. If I was to say no, he would go crazy. Isn't it funny how, as parents, you see whatever parents deem to be the worst possible thing, yes. their child yeah. often will be drawn to that. So, like, yes. in it's like it's, it's a jokey thing, but, like, in Catholic families, mm. the daughters often end up going off the deep end. or what? Yeah. Like, that's the stereotype, rather. Yeah. Yeah. This five-year relationship that you yeah. had prior to um, leaving... Um, you know, leaving her and all of yeah. that. Um, you go to her house, a very interesting moment, because you, you go there with the intention of apologising. Mm. I wasn't sure what exactly you were apologising for. I mean, There's, there's disloyalty. Mm. Um, Did there's, you find out about you cheating and stuff? Yeah, and, and it, it, it wasn't once. To be honest, I didn't, I didn't have no, any morals uh, mm-hmm. to, 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 a, to a standard, uh, to, uh, to a certain level. So there was, there was a lot of disloyalty. There was, um, uh, you, some could even class it as psychological abuse. Do you mean like she felt uh, intimidated by you? You can say, uh-huh. you can say. Like I was very close with the family. Like, for example, with the family, I was very close because when I moved from London to there, my mum lived here, so I didn't really have anybody there. Oh. She was like a second mother to me. So I was very close with the family. And... Um, it was like not being with her was the most frightening thing ever. Like, because there was attachment there. And I talk about it in uh, my early years in the documentary, for example, um, approaching certain girls um, and not getting the attention that I wanted. That built, and a lot of men can relate to this, that's the reason I mentioned it, you build this resentment, this uh, hate. That was, that was a yeah. really revealing part. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was, it was good to hear that. As much as sometimes a lot of people might not like to hear that, Yes. But it, it's good to be truthful and admit, you yes. know, I didn't feel um, attractive to the yes. opposite sex and it made me resent them. And yes. even you said uh, you hated women. Hate, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could uh, say I was a misogynist. That, I mean, yeah. uh, before Islam, mm. you know, trying to get the attention not being given to you, it was very traumatic. And there's a lot of men that can relate to that. Mm. It's like to us as a man, it's very, very hard to approach. And then the moment you do and you get rejected, it is quite daunting. Mm. It is like for a woman they wouldn't really understand that because that's why we say men and women are different because from a young age, they are born with value. We have to earn our value, you know? Mm. So for them, getting approached left, right, center, walking down the street, they are, they are being flocked. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And sought after. So they don't really understand what does rejection mean because they are too busy rejecting. Although I do think we often say in society as well, women who, when they've had their hearts broken maybe one or two times or they've been cheated on, yes. they start building up a similar kind exactly. of... Exactly, yes. And, and that's when they start saying things like, all men are trash. Yes. And I understand from both sides like mm. how this can happen. For a man, it's 
rejection that could have a trauma. For a woman, it's being in a relationship and being used. Mm -hmm. But there's protocols in place to protect your heart and her heart. And that's the reason why I was just reading uh, an article, uh, I think it's called Carolyn Flack. Uh huh, Caroline. Who Black. committed suicide, yeah? Yeah, God bless and, her. Yes. So the thing is, when I heard that and I read into it, it was because of these failed relationships. Mm. Women look for security, reassurance. So when she's in a relationship and that person in a relationship is giving her the impression that he is serious and he comes and guess what he wants and leaves, how do you think that leaves a woman? Mm. In pieces, shattered, mm-hmm. cannot trust men. That's the reason why men are. Trash. Why? Why are men trash? So it's always connected by that. And I'm not blaming just men because there are a lot of women out there who manipulate as well. Mm-hmm. But the point is, do you see the traumas? I want to go back into the fact that you wanted to uh, reconnect with her and do this apology yeah. because <coughs> I definitely have <coughs> I've reached out to women from my past and apologized okay. as an older man and said, <clears throat> when they've contacted me, they may have sent me a nice message and saying what's happening with your YouTube, congratulations. And I'm like, oh my God, I've wanted to say sorry to you wow. for like okay. 10 plus years. Wow. So I really did connect with what you were doing. But I did wonder, who was this apology for? Is it for you mm. to make you feel better? Mm. Or is it for her or both? Or mm. how, did, how did you, and overall, how did you feel about that? To me, look, I could just say, you know what? It was from my past. As a Muslims, we believe if you've, if you've committed sins in the past, mm-hmm you're forgiven. Unless you've wronged some people or you owe debt. Those are serious matters. You can't say, oh, I've, I've accepted Islam now, I'm not going to pay you 10,000 pounds. <throat> no, you have to. So, was it for me? I would say no. Because if it was for me, I would just say, you know what? Message the mum and say, look, I just want to say, can you pass this message on to your daughter? I am deeply sorry, da 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 Case closed, feel good about myself and move on. I believe that's selfish. So I said to myself, no, you have to take yourself to account. And now, a lot of people would think that in the documentary, it's just her. I wronged a lot of people. I got into dating again because at the end of the day, I, I was not a Muslim. I was looking into Islam, but I was not a Muslim yet. And my lifestyle that I was living, you know, the, the, uh, the lifestyle I was living, I was in double minds about, look, I'm sinning. I should become perfect first. And a lot of people go through this. Let me stop sinning, then I'll accept Islam. So that was causing me to not accept Islam because I was like, I'm still partying, girls, all this kind of stuff. There was a um, girl that I met. And again, I wasn't serious about her. But she, I think... Um, was really, really attached to me. And I came to a conclusion where I said, you know what, enough is enough. I hate this lifestyle. I hate linking up with girls. I hated it. I, I, can, I literally hated it. I just didn't want to do it. So I can remember, like yesterday, walking out that shop, going around the corner, calling her. And I said, look, I can't do this anymore. I want to accept Islam. I want to change my life. And she said, you know what? I want to do the same. I want to wear the hijab. I want to change that. And I, and I don't think she understood what I was trying to say. I was trying to say, look, I basically I'm not really interested in you like that and I just want to cut this all up. This was just nothing but just a fling. And because of that, I, I wasn't serious about her. But she said she was down to do it all with you. Yes, but the thing is, I was not attached to her like mm-hmm. that. Do you see the problem? So I wasn't using the Muslim card, I'm going to be a Muslim, therefore, no, no, no. I was saying, if I did like you in that way, 100%, let's go on it together. Mm-hmm. But I've never had that from the beginning. I can remember, man, the way she cried. I swear to God. It rings in my ears toward this very day, man. Is there guilt there for what you feel maybe you've led them on? Or? Of course. This is, this, is, this is what haunts me till this day. Because this is another human being. Mm-hmm. This is not a water bottle, an inanimate, inanimate object. Mm-hmm. This is a human being with emotions, a soul. And uh. to me, that is like, to, to, for me to look in the mirror and be like, you did that to them, 
It's traumatizing. Why is it that it haunts you more than a normal man? I do not want anybody to say, I am unhappy or I am like this because of him. I rate that and I really respect that yeah. because it's funny because people have this image of me online because of the way I can put myself across if I'm yes. talking about different subjects and you're an entertainer so you understand like sometimes you you turn the volume up and you act a bit more aggressive yes. but that's a, a, a version of you for the camera but like yeah. me for when I look back at my life I think all I see when I look back at my past is care, generosity yeah. taking care of people yeah. and then those mistakes I, they really do live with me as well mm. and I think a lot of people forgive themselves too easily yes. a lot of people they, they um, want to make themselves like if you if, if our <clears throat> if our if our life story as a movie they view themselves as always the good guy yes. and any bad thing they do yes. they, they excuse themselves of and every good thing they do yes. is all their fault yes. but the bad thing's never their fault exactly. and I think we have to take accountability 100%. on both sides and 100%. I think that more men especially should be doing this sort of thing and, and that's the reason why in episode 1 and 2 I had to tell people how not to start their marriage exactly well one interesting thing you dropped in before was in regards to I need to be perfect before I join Islam. Yes. And a, a friend of mine uh, who I worked with before, uh, <coughs> shouts to uh, Big Zoo, uh, who's a, a well-known presenter and uh, a, a Muslim, he said, like, he put a tweet out saying, why do people expect Muslims to be more perfect yes. than other religions? Yeah. Why, why, you know, and why, why are we supposed to be just held to this unattainable standard mm. all the time? Like, you can be in Islam and, and not yes. necessarily follow every rule yes. it doesn't make you not a, a Muslim you know and I thought that was a really good point because I think there's some truth in that the way people view 100%. Islam and the way you clearly did once mm. upon a time yeah. so what was that struggle like mentally and how did you overcome it? Yeah so the thing is a lot of people go through this so anybody's like on the verge of accepting Islam or any other religion for that matter they think I have to stop sinning then I would accept or embrace this religion. It's a common, we, we, call it, we call it that. It's the whispers of Satan. Just telling you, oh, you know, you're not perfect yet. You know, wait till you're perfect. God doesn't want us to be perfect. He doesn't want us to be perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a hadith of the Prophet Muhammad, a saying of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. If mankind was not to sin, God Almighty would destroy all of them and bring forth another nation that sins but repents. Now, what's the key here? Is the key that God Almighty wants you to sin? No, he knows that you would sin. He knows that you would sin. All he wants you to do is acknowledge he exists and turn to him in repentance. Even if it's a million times you commit the same sin, mm -hmm. you turn back to him in repentance. So to me, it was the same thing. I came to the realization, I said to myself, for me to change for the better, I have to accept Islam. Not vice versa. Oh, let me stop sinning. No, you, start, you accept Islam, you start practicing, and eventually you would stop these sins. It doesn't work the other way around. We think it works the other way around. So you've got, on the one hand, you've got people who are, who are genuinely wanting to join this religion and are pure of heart, if, even if they are making mistakes. Yeah. There are then going to be some people, I assume, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, yeah. who, who pick and choose what they want from Islam. And they, yeah. they have no intention of ever being as perfect as they can be. Mm. And maybe it suits parts of their life to say... Yeah. I don't know. Let's say they're a husband and they want, and uh, you know, it's all right. It, the rules for, are for the wife, yeah. but not for him. Yes. You know, do you, do you, do you look at people and have a little bit of uh, judgment of them and go, you know, you're actually just playing around here and you're not really yeah. what I class as a true Muslim. So now there's a balance to that because Allah says in the Quran that there are people who 
pick certain verses. <laughs> and then there's actually verse like that in yeah. the Quran that says that uh, they pick certain verses, etc. Islam doesn't work like that. So, but what we can't do is also at the same time judge because there's certain things people would look and be like, hmm, that looks fishy. Plausible. But we have to give, we have something called in Islam, husnudhan, assuming the best. So for example, the early predecessors, predecessors of the companion would say the following, that if we saw somebody drenched in alcohol, we'll say somebody's poured it over his head. Okay. So the thing is the assumption, good assumption, assume the best to an extent. You're not going to be a fool, of course, you know. That's that, against human nature. Of course, respects, exactly. Because we're cynical. And that's the issue. Like we have to make sure there's a balance and those who we see that are transgressing because there are a lot of people coming to Islam now. It's the and, fastest growing religion. It is. Now the thing is, is it a trend? I don't know. We can come and say, you know what? There's these people, they're just doing it just for the faith. Maybe. But there's a certain point where we as Muslims would take it. Then we will say, well, hold on a second, my friend. You've come to Islam, but you're still doing this. You're still doing that. Now you're going to be put on the spotlight. You, you have to fix these things. So new Muslims, we give them some time. Uh, I've seen this uh, American uh, guy, a, a white gentleman yeah. who... Um, who was doing videos back and forward with you. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and, yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to ask this, but I want to ask all yes. of the questions I could. Sure, ahead. please, please. Um, when it comes to white people who are like westernized, joining yeah. Islam, yeah. How, how, how is that received? To be honest, they are held at a high esteem. Like, mm. they're like, this is somebody in the West. You know, when they come to Islam, it's like, oh my gosh, like this person has left that lifestyle for Islam. It means a lot. Mm. Because a lot of Muslims have a lot of inferiority complex. So um, when they see that, they're like, oh my gosh, they look up to them. They're okay. on a pedestal. So uh, that's how they are seen. Like a new Muslim, etc. Me per se, like, yes, I'm, I'm, I came to Islam, but I have that typical uh, look. You know, it was, do you get what I'm trying to say? So with them, with the blue eyes, blonde hair, that's why you will see a lot of them who do reaction videos pop off. They get hundreds of thousands of views. Mm. Yeah, when you see like a, a white man, blonde hair, blue eyes, or a, a woman, they do a video about Islam or I, I like this Quran recitation. Woo, fly, it, it, it skyrockets. So they, they really, really treat them specially. Wow, okay. Yeah. So currently in, in the UK, we're seeing what's being called a mating crisis where we've got less and less people under the age of 30 settling down, getting married, and a lot of people are equating this to a lot of different reasons. But the, the, the general um, consensus seems to be that we're moving away from traditional values, traditional marriage and all of that. Women are changing more so uh, than anything because women's incomes are changing. They're now earning as much as men. Yes. The dynamics are completely different different and uh and internet dating and all of these new things are just taking over so i wondered what it was like for uh, traditional muslims who are looking to settle down are they also seeing a decrease in that is it becoming later and later in life is it becoming harder what are you saying um as an orthodox muslim it's totally different so like you said before it's these traditional values that have been uh, abundant that is causing this and we even see it in the muslim community mm. it's affecting us I mean, like feminism, uh, even red pill. These are, uh, you know, sneaking in uh, into our lifestyles and it's having a dramatic impact. In, in what way would you say? In that? many ways. Like, for example, very clearly, for example, that a woman, like in Islam and a man, like a man's duty is that he's the provider and protector. Okay. Period. And the woman has to be obedient. Now, this word will be like, oof, a feminist might be watching this and ripping her hair out. Obedience to the husband. What? This is where I would tell you why Islam is why there's so many women except in Islam, by the way. For every five reverts, three are women. 
makes it 60 to 70 percent are women. Wow. So the thing is, it's like, well, this doesn't make sense because we are seen as, you know, misogynistic and, you know, we just lock the, our wives in the houses. <laughs> you know, we have a stick. We, you know, every Friday we beat her up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, there's these, there's these um, things in people's minds. <clears throat> but Islam has come to protect the rights of the woman as well. That's one of the reasons, you know. If I am looking to get to know somebody for marriage, the first thing that I would do is, number one, obviously, approach and say, look, here's my intentions. Don't do this girlfriend-boyfriend thing. There's no dating. There's no sex before marriage. After I ask some basic, simple questions, let's say I met somebody and I said, look, here's my intention. She goes, okay, I have a liking to you. Okay, um, simple questions. Okay, you know, argument's sake, do you want to work after we get married? How many kids you want? Uh, da, 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 da. Okay, good. I would like to speak to your father now. Straight to the point. Straight to the father, the brother. No, let's go on a date. No, no, no. Because the thing is, if you think about it, women are valued in Islam in a high degree. And something that is value has to be protected because women are also delicate and can be vulnerable. So in Islam, there's protocols in place. Number one, you speak to the father. Why do you speak to the father? Because if you have kids, you like, imagine if you had a daughter <coughs> and somebody, you, you, and as, as a non-Muslim man, we have something called, um, in Islam called ghira, protective jealousy. You have that, I have that. It's not a Muslim thing. You have it. The moment if your daughter came and said, I have a boyfriend, yeah, let me see that face, Jordi. Give me that face. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. That is called that innate disposition, which is you have ghira, protective jealousy. Who's this boy? Mm. What if he's got the wrong intentions? You know, the modern day women are going to be saying, mm. it, it's, my, it, uh, it's my body, <coughs> my life, my choice. Yeah. And also, you know, um, the, the, the reason for the dating and the reason for the relationship prior to marriage, you know, is to, to learn more about each other, to make absolutely sure that this is the right decision mm. and to therefore have a better long-term relationship thereafter marriage. Mm. So for you to go straight to the father and sort of uh, bypass all of that, also it insinuates that the father has some sort of ownership or power yes. over okay. her. Yes. And this, these are things that would yes. be feminist. Yes. Modern women, even not feminist, but, yeah. the, the, you know, that I uh, have spoken to would find that a bit offensive. So how yes. do you yes. feel about that? So, so people have this assumption that they are like my body, my choice, etc. Or they have some sort of freedom. You don't. There are external factors at play that you have no idea which are playing your fatherly role, mm -hmm. which is society, peer pressure, um, and many other factors. Like I'm reading a book called The Beauty Sick. Uh, it talks about the sickness of beauty amongst billions of women, which is a pandemic. That why should a woman feel the need to spend two hours doing makeup or look a certain way or go to clubs and dress up in a certain manner it's so cold or she's wearing this much heels that she has to take her, take it off and walk barefoot uh, uh, you know so the point is this are you really free is it really i own my body no you don't everybody is like you know one of the philosophers said man is born free but in shackles everywhere so what islam does is islam acknowledges certain realities it doesn't give you a dream it said this is the reality of the world and it wants to safeguard the woman yeah and because he wants a safeguard, it doesn't say, like my daughter, yeah? It's not that I own her, it's I care about her and I want the best for her. So my daughter has two options. I, um, dad, you don't own me or have trust in the father that loves her and wants the best for her. Mm -hmm. so, do you get what I'm trying to say? Because if you think about it, a woman could easily be taken advantage of. And that's the reason why in the marriage documentary, I talk about what kind of a monster I was. Do you ever see men who uh, bypass the girl and go straight to the dad yeah. and the girl gets very little say in it? No, no, no. See, in Islam, there is no forced marriage. Okay. Yes? That she has a say in the matter. That's why what the feminists were fighting 100 years ago, Islam gave the woman that right 1,400 years ago. Oh. The right to choose who you want to marry. The right to not adapt your... Um, 
your husband's surname, yeah? Mm. The w- women were inherited. Before women would be inherited. So for example, if my brother is married and he goes to war and dies, I would inherit his wife. That's how it was. Wow. Islam came to give the rights, of course. Women didn't uh, were not inherit, like if, they, if, a, if a father died she would, and there was money, she would barely get anything. Mm-hmm. So in those times, you're looking at standards where it's like a, a man, a camel, and then a woman. Mm-hmm. That's how the rights were. So Islam came to give them those rights. The feminists were fighting for it 100 years ago. 1400 years ago so when a man for example is um, my daughter is getting to know somebody if my daughter comes to me and says there is this guy in university or wherever and that I have a liking to him and I would like to get to know him for marriage now I would be happily go to that man and say look my daughter's come to me about yourself and I would like you guys to know each other in a permissible manner mm-hmm. now I'm going to do some background checks on you anything that is easily attained will have no value simple as that nobody can go and buy a Bugatti you have to be, it's not money. No, money's not enough, sir. You have to belong to certain members, membership group. Do you get what I'm trying to say? The elite. It's not for everybody. Mm. Now, I'm not trying to compare a car to a woman because I'm seeing this is something in the mind, if we think about it, no, something people, valuable. It, but every, everybody is like this, like men and men and women. And I think that's a problem in today's society is people aren't aware of their value the way exactly. they used to be. But that's the point. Mm. The, the point is Islam has come to uplift women and say, you are valuable in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. You have more to offer than your, excuse me, your backside, you know, and other parts of your body. So... That's the reason why Islam has acknowledged that there's a reality that we live by. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And men are visual creatures, right? Mm -hmm. That's why women wear makeup, because we fall for what we see. And the reason men lie is because women fall for what they hear. Mm -hmm. So Islam has acknowledged this and put barriers and protocols in place to protect the woman. I speak to a lot of, like for example, the Western woman, Mm -hmm. and they'll say (coughs) exactly what you said. I'm not owned by da-da-da. And I'm like, look, dating... The, this, this sexual liberation has destroyed women. This is what we're talking about. This, I can choose, no, you are not happy. There are studies that I can quote now that show that women are less happier. Being, going around one night stands, this destroys a woman. You know, I, I'm not, um, obviously I'm not aware of the, uh, the difference. I, I haven't got a sample from uh, Muslim women and how, how they feel about their scenario, but, yes. but what you're saying about modern women yes. and them feeling less valuable, less, less self-worth, yes. one of the reasons is because of how easily attainable they are now. Thank you. So, so if we're looking at a dating site, for example, yep. if, if you're on a dating site as a man, <clears throat> you swipe, 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 Let's say you match with however many hundred girls, which is very easy to do. Mm. All of a sudden, if, if one girl doesn't put out, you just move on to the next girl and the next girl. And, and what that does is it makes women very much have to, uh, not all women, obviously there's exceptions and yeah. some women won't bow mm. down to this, but like the reality in London is the amount of women, the amount of men that women are sleeping with on average has dramatically risen. I've got, yes. I don't need to know the data, I've yeah. just I've seen it. Yeah. Um, what is happening is women are feeling more, I guess, under pressure to sleep with a man faster to retain his interest because if you don't, somebody else will and therefore women are racking up, you know, figures in the 10s and the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Exactly. They're having sex with far more men. Thank you. And because of that, they're not able to, I guess, emotionally attach the way they of used course, to. Because it's the, Because the, the less men you have sex with, the more special it is. It is. There's studies that show that the woman who is a virgin or had one sexual partner, her uh, rate of having a successful marriage 80%. Mm-hmm. The moment it goes b- above that, 
it drops to 20%. Yeah, I heard so, something about yes, yes. 10 or more and it's completely different. Done. Why? Yeah. Because it's like a knife that's gone blunt. It doesn't do the job anymore. There's no connection. Mm. You know, because they released oxytocin, you know. Uh, this is, yeah, this is so, scientific. So, so this, 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 this is scientific. So yeah. what we're seeing is if somebody wants to buy a Rolex and someone goes, well, hold on a second, who are you? I'm just on background check. Who are you? You want to buy it? Well, hold on a second. You're not buying nothing yet. Mm. Yeah? So, we in Islam believe a woman is far greater than any inanimate object. So, Islam has sent those protocols down to protect her heart. So, that's why we talk about going to the father. And that's why I did when I met my wife. And I spoke to her dad in a matter of hours. I spoke to her dad immediately. And I was so happy because I've had experiences in my marriage search where this happens to, with Muslim girls that I speak, the moment I mention the father, she's gone. Yeah, she doesn't want to. No, she doesn't want I to. I don't know. understand. Because the Western dating culture has even indoctrinated the Muslim woman and Muslim men. So to them, that's like weird. So why do you want to speak to my dad? So as an Orthodox Muslim, you would imagine that this would be the norm, right? Uh-uh. No, there are Muslim women who would disappear on me. The moment I would mention, can I speak to your dad or your brother? Oh, that's a bit soon. So that's very confusing yeah. uh, for me because obviously it feels like, you know, there's this gray area. Yes. You know, there's, there's obviously non-Muslims and then where you are. Yeah. And then there's people who are somewhere in the middle yes, yes. Who, who've been raised Muslim but yes. are, are, are modern. Who have Western values. Yeah, they've been, you know, yeah. adopted some yes. of those values from, yes. I guess, this culture. Yeah. Um, so in, in, in terms of how you're meeting these women to start off with, yeah. what is that like? How, uh, you know, because I know there's a Muslim dating app. Yeah, there's, uh, I don't, I don't, we, we actually go undercover on them, on the marriage documentary. Oh, so, really? Yes, we do. We go undercover on all of them. Because, undercover? Yeah, undercover. Yeah, literally undercover. We had... Because um, is it called Musmatch or Musmatch? There's a couple. <clears throat> and we just look and say, okay, uh, is this Islamically um, verified in the sense where, or is this another dating app? So we had okay. individuals who were seeking marriage who went undercover and we would have their findings for example, yes, I'm getting to know this person. Okay, um, that's fine. Tell, tell him that your brother is in the conversation. Let's see what he says. Yeah. So they would go and we would be like, record your findings. Tell us, okay, today this happened, that happened. So we get all of those and be like, okay, are these apps really Islamic? Or are they just your normal dating app just with an Islam on it? Because the money that they'd make on it by marketing it at, at a specific group of people is going to be, exactly. especially when it's harder for people exactly. in Islam to meet people. Exactly. I had personal experiences on there. When I first came to Islam, I was... I, I actually showed my profile when I first came to Islam like uh. nine years ago I had my own profile uh, so you see me with like you know spiky hair you know uh, we've seen the pictures <laughs> yeah there's yeah. more so I made an account and let me tell you something I share my personal experiences real life and I was shocked I was I couldn't believe what, what was the main things that were surprising to you when I left that lifestyle of partying girls girlfriends I hated it I was so disgusted of that so to me um, like coming to Islam I did not I did not want to witness that again but I saw it in the Muslim community. Okay. It was, and I couldn't believe it. Like, it was a great shock to me. I was like, like I left that and I'm now being uh, offered it. And to me, it was... I, ironically, because you're, you're someone who's going towards that from that background. Yes. Whereas people who've maybe been raised in it exactly. without necessarily yeah. choosing it for their own yeah. self, yeah. Um, they, 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 they would have just have been as happy as out of it yes. and, and, and going yes. down that road. Yes. Yes, there was. And, and the thing is, this is what came out a great shock to me, uh, to see that Muslim men and Muslim uh, women, um, you know, having these Western ideas and values, the way they live by, which they can buy, that's totally up to them. But I was like, wow, I wasn't expecting that. Now, if the market is fluctuated, men do not care. And that's the issue we're seeing. If every woman said, no, until you marry me, no. Do you know what's going to happen? 
That man who thinks he can get a side chick, she's saying the same thing, and the other girl's saying the same thing, he's going to think, well, hold on a second. Well, I have no choice but to marry. Value of the woman goes up. This is a weird comparison, but it's like, if every UFC fighter told Dana White, we're not, we're, we're not fighting until you pay us more, all of a sudden they get paid more. Simple math. If, two plus but, two but, is four. But you need everyone to stick together and hold firm. That's the thing. And that's the problem is, you are seeing people just lose those values, yeah. which must make it harder for traditional women to then retain men. So I would meet these Muslim girls for the intentions of marriage. And some of them would literally be touchy-touchy, would, in a nutshell, give, you know, um, signs to certain things. And to me, as a man, I had to know better. Mm -hmm. Because we have this attitude, a lot of men have this, if she's behaving like a HOE, I'll treat her like a HOE. Not in Islam. Islam says, Allah says in the Quran, tell the believing men to lower your gaze. Meaning, I don't care if she's wearing a bikini, miniskirt, niqab, fully covered. You can't even see the eyes. My job is to look away. Now, Islam teaches how men to behave and teaches the value of a woman from a micro level to a macro level. So from young age, you are told, I tell my son, you see indecent things, look away. Because do not look at a woman in a sexually objectified way. A woman has much more to offer than sex. She's a human being. She has a soul. She has so much more to offer. What the Western system do has done has brought them to a level where they have nothing to offer but beauty. And that's the reason why I sometimes don't blame women because when they want to be traditional, what happens is people look down on them, yeah? And then forces them to look a certain way. There are people who are dying of butt implants. There's a Brazilian woman who, can you imagine? Women are going to the lengths of dying to look pretty. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine? And then they come and say, oh, you know, but I'm not my body, my body. Really? Your body? Your control? No. There's external factors in play that is playing your fatherly role and pushing you to certain places that you shouldn't. So that's why we say that the father plays a massive role, number one. Number two, now that's not it. There's protocols in place. That's number one. You speak to the father. Now, me, if my, someone comes to ask my daughter's hand, my, me, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to electrocute you a bit. That literally give you some high voltage. Have, have you had any experiences with fathers when you've spoken to them? Oh, yeah, 100%. Where they've, put you, they've grilled you? Oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. How, how bad are we talking? Like, what, what? No, no, not really bad, but like, for example, I admire that. Like, the fact that I would, you know, I'm interested in your daughter and uh, not to marry, but get to know for marriage because I don't know her yet. I can't just jump into something. So when we're proposing, by the way, it doesn't mean... I want to marry. No, it just means I would like to get to know you for marriage with your father's permission, with a chaperone. So when we're meeting, for example, to go out for a dinner, her brother is there. Maybe he's sitting there. We're here. But he's keeping an eye. Because at the end of the day, I could easily, you know, whatever. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So the fathers would sometimes like, he asked questions. They was like, I admire that. You know, that... And, and I, I see in that, in, in the documentary, when you yeah. went and apologized <clears throat> to the, the girl who you had the first relationship <clears throat> yeah. with, you're very respectful of the dad. Yes, 100%. And I thought that was a nice look. I, I, I have to, because at the end of the day, this is what we're talking about. If every man was forced to do this, I promise you, I promise you, a woman would be saved heartache, they would not be used, messed around, they would not be so broken that they jump into other relationships with broken hearts, mm. and then what they do is they end up destroying that man. Yeah, because they feel uh, the pain that has been left behind. Exactly. It's messed with them about e how they feel about men generally. Exactly. And it has a ripple effect. Mm. This, these things don't leave you. They, you carry them onto your marriage and your future girlfriends or whatever you want to call them. You are impacted by this. So that's the number one protocol. Mm -hmm. Speak to the father. Number two, she has a dowry. Mm -hmm. So she can ask for money. She can ask for gold. She can ask for 
I don't know, 10 pounds. She can ask for whatever. But that's her Islamic right. Meaning that if she's going to get married to me, she said to me, for example, I would like this much gold and I would like this much money. Why? That is her right and her protection. Because if, for example, one day I decide to leave, she has that money and that thing to rely on. Yeah. Imagine she's a millionaire. I cannot touch her money. So imagine this. I pay for the rent, gas, bill, electricity, insurance, petrol, water, you name it. She's a millionaire. If she chooses to contribute to the house, she can. But she is not obliged to. I am the one that will be paying for everything, even though she might be driving a Mercedes or a Ferrari. So do you see that dowry? It's, again, if a man has the wrong intentions, he can speak to the dad. But now when there's money involved, <clears throat> where the woman is saying... <clears throat> I would like 5,000 pounds and I would like um, 200 grams of gold, argument's sake, yeah? For a man who's got bad intentions, he's thinking, well, I can go to, excuse me, to a, yeah, and yeah. pay whatever, yeah? yeah? So do you see another second protocol in place to protect her? Now, number three, you have to do a wedding and you have to announce the wedding, yeah? So there's these protocols in place, just imagine, just imagine if every single woman incorporated this, you will not have men running around cheating, messing around, playing, breaking people's hearts. Uh, uh, uh. The dynamic of modern day earnings is yes. is very different to it is. man provider, woman, uh, you know, uh, homemaker. Yes. What about in Islam? Because you seem to come from a very traditional viewpoint yes. of you're the provider, she's the homemaker. That's how it should be. Now, in Islam, a woman has a right to work. She can work. But the problem we're seeing in regular relationships that I'm aware of yeah. is when a man isn't the, the, the breadwinner yeah. and the woman is equally earning as much as him, if not more than him, yeah. for those traditional roles to be upheld, she's like, you think I'm cooking clean for you when I'm also working the same hours? Of you. course. They're not, they're not happy for that. And I'm not, not, not saying that they should be, but I'm just saying that's the general attitude. So yeah. is that a similar problem in Islam? So, so the cooking clean thing in Islam... It, she doesn't have to. We see couples regularly, though, um, yeah. religious or not religious, yeah. where the woman is more dominant, the woman is more assertive, and we're yeah. seeing more and more... And, and, and it's it, problematic. Women have a lot more power than they've ever have in regards yes. to divorces. So when you're talking yes. about a dowry, for example, yeah. it is a bit similar to what people are going through with divorces, where mm. when a man knows he's got everything to lose in, yeah. a, in the event of a divorce, yeah. and a woman has everything to gain, which mm. is unequivocally the way it is. Yeah. The, the power that's been given to women is to such an extent, now they're abusing it. But at the same time, they are suffering it. They are suffering because the thing is they are initiating divorces more, 80%. If they, are, if they have some sort of a career, it goes to 90%. And that's the reason why in Islam, the power of divorce is um, given to a man. So, for example, uh, this doesn't mean, because if, if you're Jewish, there's something called the get. I heard that, Yes, yeah. so if you don't get the get, yeah, you are not going anywhere. You are stayed married to that person, not in Islam. In Islam, the woman has a right to divorce, yeah? So, but in Islam, the man can say, Talak. Talak means I divorce you. He has three uh, times where he can use it. So if he says talak in an argument, okay, they're divorced, but they make up, no problem, that's fine. He says talak again, they make up again. Now, if the third time he says talak, that marriage is over. So, what about legally? How, how does that oh, okay. work legally? Is, no, le it, is it yeah. the same? As, as any other marriage? Uh, what do you mean by legal? So, so as in like you're about to get, you know, wrecked in the courts. Yes. Is this happening to Muslim men? Oh yes, 100%. Oh my gosh, there are women, Muslim women, where if, if the husband said, okay, let's legislate by God's law. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, they don't want to know God's law. Now it's like, no, no, the government. 
I'm telling you, yeah. these are women who are in hijab, who read the Quran every night, who pray. And when it comes to this matter, they don't give a damn about no Islam, no Quran, no Allah. They want the dollar. Exactly. This is, this, is, this, is, this is the issue. So the Muslim men are facing this. I know of people who cannot even see their kids. And this is a major sin in Islam. They cannot see their kids. So this is affecting the Muslim community. That's the reason why the marriage documentary, the Bitter Truth Show, I don't know if you've seen my podcast. I have, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that, and I'm working on another project. I've done all of this because the biggest threat now is divorce rates. It's the attack on the family unit. So that's the reason why I've got my attention and focus on this area. There there was a woman that I was watching on... uh, um, on Instagram so she cooks for her husband so basically she's a non-Muslim woman she does traditional woman Mm -hmm. and I done a video a couple like two days ago and I was praising her and I was saying basically majority of a lot of you feminist Muslim women cannot be even her toenail uh-huh. I was praising her. Why? Because it's not a matter of Muslim or not. It's about who does it. I was like, Values. look. Yes, she was like, and she was getting slaughtered by feminists. Why can't he cook himself? Is he a boy? Is he a child? And she was like, he goes to work. I love cooking for him. Look at the indoctrination that a man who's going to work and provide, they have a problem. This woman making pack lunch for him. You are oh out God. of your mind. <laughs> You're crazy. So to think, to me, and a lot of Muslim women are affected by this. And that's why I've done the video. I don't understand that why other people's lifestyles yeah. rile people up so much. And it, it, it clearly is evoking yeah. something within yes. them of yes. like, I'm not that. Yes. And therefore, let me attack that yes. because it's making me feel inferior right now. Exactly. Like, like, for me, there's no excuse for anyone to feel the need to attack someone else's way of, way of yes. life, yes. you know? Yes. And if that is, if you don't want to do that, don't do That's it. That's fine. Why, why hurl abuse at some exactly. little woman who's just happy making exactly. a, a fella's lunch? Exactly. This is insane. Exactly, exactly. You can just imagine this. This is what we're dealing with, man. A, it's a woman who's just making a packed mm-hmm. lunch for her husband is being attacked. And these are the re- this is the reason why the Western world is seeing the shift. You're saying the family unit's under attack and like mathematically speaking, I can't argue with that. You know, like yeah. people are less yes. staying together, yes. less in marriage, yes. less in families. Their children are being raised more than ever with, uh, yes. without a dad. Single parents, which... Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of the statistics, if you look into, yeah. you know, single parent... Oh, yeah. I'm, 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 God bless my mother. My mother was yeah. single parent. It wasn't yeah. her fault. Mm. She couldn't do nothing about it. Mm. But equally, if you're looking at the statistics of people in prison yes you know the you know, abuse the, it's just horrendous yes, of how, yes. how much of a link there is to, exactly. the, to the lack of a father exactly but this is why Islam is so so strict on these matters and now there is an uprising happening mm. in the western world and the Muslims are just saying look we've been, we've been saying this for the past uh, 1400 years mate yeah so, it's so like, you're talking about like red pill for example uh, no red pill is another extreme I would not equate red pill with uh, Islam I'm so it, sorry it's the opposite of feminism is what it, I'm it is, sorry it's, it's, you're it's, saying there's an uprising yes Islam is that balance mm. red pill is another extreme yeah Re- action reaction yeah feminism and religious we, we say to both to hell with you guys okay <laughs> simple as yeah, bye bye yeah, you guys are as extreme as others yeah uh-huh. red pill yeah I can see whoever I want that's nonsense you can't see whoever you want in Islam yeah you can't come and I'm a man but what, what are you on about the, uh-huh. the capital punishment for a person who commits adultery uh, um, if they're single or married, it's the same for a man or a woman. It's not woman, I'm so sorry, this modesty thing, it's not just woman has to be modest. As a man, I have to be modest. When I go to holiday with my wife, I, I wear a swimsuit in the sense where I have to cover from my navel to my knee. Let's talk about your personal experience again because um, sure. you know a lot of uh, your documentary is focused on that. Yes. You said you'd watch something at a young age yes. that destroyed the way you viewed women. Yes. What was that? Pornography. Okay, and why did it destroy the way you view women? Because that was a very strong word. I, I, I wish I could use a more severe word. Uh, 
you know when you watch, there was a study done in America, in one university, they showed men, half-naked women, the part of the brain that lights up for tool use, you know, screwdriver, yeah, or a hammer, mm-hmm. the part of the brain that lights up for tool use, do you know what the hell that means? That means when they are looking at this woman, she is not a human being. Mm-hmm. There is no difference between this and the woman. Well, that's why they call them sex objects. Okay, good. Uh, that is where, when I came to Islam, a woman became a human in front of my eyes. A woman started because Islam, you know, the rights of a woman, all this kind of stuff, and the way I used to think about them. You know what I used to say? And I find it so disturbing, my mom reminds me. I used to tell my mom, I never want to have daughters. I used to tell her, she reminds me. She goes, do you remember that? I've got, by the way, got three beautiful daughters. <laughs> yeah? And today I look and I go, wow. You know, at the time of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, they used to bury girls alive. You know, baby daughters? Because they were unvalued. Unvalued. And they feared that when they go to war, their daughters will be raped. Jesus. So they would say, we don't want this dishonor, we'd rather bury them alive. In which period was this? This was when Islam first came to the Arabian Peninsula. I feel like I'm on a bit of a a personal journey, like we all are, and especially as a a man who's gone through some of the similar things you did in regards to the the clubbing lifestyle and meeting all these girls. And the older I've got, the less I've been... Uh, watching porn and all, and the, and, the, and the, the less I did that, and the less women I seen, yes, the more uh, I valued the the one woman I I would spend time with. Thank you. And um, as much as you know, we might not be on the same uh, you know journey in regards to religion. Yeah. The things you're saying to my experience have been true in in that. Uh, mm. And I feel like that enables me to have a much deeper connection with women, um, treat them in a in a way that's a lot less of an object. Yes. And therefore, when you know when you're in a relationship, once you've committed to that frame of mind of yeah. like, and I had this moment where I was like, enough's enough. Like yes. I don't want to be that guy same, anymore. Same. Same. And I, I I literally, you know, anyone I was messaging, I just. No, I can't do this anymore. Same, same, same. And and then I was like, I only want to meet one woman at a time. Yep. And I'm going to give that my undivided and yep. and, and see how that goes. Yes. And immediately. Yes. Immediately it was better. Yes. But immediately. You, but you need to. One thing you need to understand is that when I when I talk about this in my documentary, when you leave that lifestyle, it doesn't leave you. Mm-hmm. You have to reset those factory settings. And it's like you said about the devil's whisper. Something. Yes. Like. It, it is still there. Yes. Like, you know, you might 100%. see a beautiful woman yes. or it, you might be on your phone mm. and you see a girl on Instagram or whatever mm. and it does make you, it does flashback. 100%. You're like, oh, I remember what I used to do at mm. this moment. Exactly. But not, not anymore. Do you know yes, I mean? exactly. So the thing is, this is where you fight and we call it the nafs, the inner mm. desire. Okay, your inner, um, you know, inclinations. You fight that. That's why Allah says in the Quran, with hardship comes ease. And he repeats the statement. He says, "With verily, with hardship comes ease." And this can be applied to anything. I like that. When you start training, for example, doing press ups for the first time, is it hard or easy? Exactly, it's hard. Okay, but does it become easy? Exactly. Good. Whenever you're tested with some kind of a trial, the beginning is crazy. It's hard, but then the ease follows. It's that saying about um, hard men make easy types, yes, and soft it, yes, men yes, make yes. hard types. Yes, 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 yeah. exactly. So the thing is, we need to value. 
And that's the thing. We, we, Allah, God Almighty has put these protocols in place for us to value. And if I didn't go through that, because I was looking to get married for a good couple of years. Now imagine, in the Western world, sex, women are sexually object, objectified. You can't even look at your phone. We're visual creatures. I don't want to see that. Yeah, I, I, in, I think these apps have a lot to answer for exactly. in the brains of young men. I exactly. dread the thing because you've got people like like Ted Bundy. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes, the, the, the serial killer. killer, yep. Yeah, so he was a serial killer of yeah. women. And yes. he said that the thing that sent him down that yep. road was Pornography. Yep, the, the magazine that he saw yeah. in the. Now, uh, I don't think it's it's fair for him to put all of his his crimes on that. Hundred percent. However, he said, "Look, I'm telling you, this was one of the yes. things that triggered me, yes. and it does make you wonder." For all these young men who are on TikTok just being blitzed by all yes, these, yes, ob, like, yes. you know, these women's bodies, yes. because never in history, yes. like it's one thing looking at a magazine; it's another yes. thing with the thousands and millions exactly. of options. I, I really do wonder what we're doing to the youth. You're destroying their soul, and that's the reason why I saw myself because I didn't value these women mm. because imagine bro you're desensitized to it mm -hmm. yeah look there's videos like I do sometimes charity appeals in certain Muslim TV channels where we do appeals for like Yemen, Syria etc whatever it may be sometimes I see like people who are in, like war-torn areas lost a limb etc there's a point where I came I was desensitized to it man of course and, 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 and I watched it in my heart and I was questioning myself I was like why? Because uh -huh. when you when you see things over and over again, you're desensitized to it. And, and growing up with porn so easily accessible, and women so yes. easily accessible yes. for me, it got to a point where, like, you know, it takes more and more for you to reach the point of satisfaction. Yes. And it is like a drug. You need more. You and need more high. And more. Exactly. And before you know it, like, years have gone by, and it's yes. like, well, fucking hell, how do you get to this point? But that's the point. They say there are Muslim men who cannot even get erection. I'm not surprised. Why? Yeah. Because they are too busy watching pornography and the brain is stimulated to that thing that is not real. So when they look at their wife and look at that, they're like, oh, I, didn't, I don't expect your, it to be like this. Exactly. Your wife isn't <coughs> going to be able to do the things that you're getting. Like, this woman is paid almost like an athlete to, to do the most ridiculous things. She, you can't compare a normal woman to that. Let me tell you something. It's as good as me watching Superman and saying, let me go to the 10th floor and try it. <laughs> oh, you died. When you're watching this stuff, no, it's true though. It's, 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 it's true. It's like, because you're watching me, re it's not true. Exactly. And you're like, oh, let me try that. You're going to die. When you're watching pornography, these people are paid. There's special effects. Yeah. God knows what is done. You're seeing an absolute perfection and then you're like, and you meet your wife first night and you're like, Okay, so let's talk about this situation then. So because obviously um, the ideal scenario is you meet a woman who is a virgin. Not necessarily. Look, you need to understand there are women and men who commit sins. And Allah says in the Quran that those who have sexual immorality, yeah, and men who have sexual immorality, they are like uh, for each other kind of. But... The but that doesn't mean, for example, that if a woman who's got a past, she comes to Islam and repents, she has every right to ask for a virgin man. However, however, when I watched your podcast, yeah. The Chat Show, there was yes. a guy on there, yeah. a Muslim guy, who was yeah. like, if she's had anyone near her, I don't want to fucking know her. You know, yes. He was very frank yes. with that. Yes. And I remember talking to uh, Muhammad Hijab, uh, yeah. he said the same, similar from yeah. what I, rem I remember. I could be wrong, but... So it, it, is, it is of some importance uh, to of, men. Of course it is. Uh, look, look, at every man it is. Like, for example, like, and this thing goes with you, it's not a Muslim man issue, it's a male issue. No man would want to think that another man had his wife or girlfriend. I would not tell Muslim men to disregard or look lesser at their wives if they have committed a sin, yeah? Because nobody's perfect, yeah? And Allah says in the Quran that 
you should forgive and have mercy. Would you not want God Almighty to be merciful on you? So we need to make sure that we acknowledge that there should be forgiveness. So the multiple wives situation is an interesting one because yes. when you talk about it... My favourite topic. You, uh, <laughs> well, you, you made a really interesting point on your show and you said men are genetically mm-hmm. built mm-hmm. to want to have multiple wives. Yes. Why do you think that is? It's, it's a reality. I mean, look, look... If you look at it, for example, even the statistics that show, there's a graph that shows a woman who has more than one sexual partner, how it has a dramatic decline. But for the man, it's not the same. Because we are created in a polygamous nature. Yeah? That's, that's how we are. Like, and I ask yourself this question as well, and hope I don't get into trouble. Uh, <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say will be used against you um, uh, by whoever you're dating. <laughs> so the thing is, this is a reality. Mm. So what Islam does, again, is what to deal with reality. Well, you, you actually, you said quite an interesting thing on this show. You said women can only bear one child yes, at a time and exactly. they have nine months of that. They're out of the game. Whereas men, yes. you can get a thousand women pregnant a year. They, they actually said, <laughs> they actually said, I think they said 11 men or 30 men, they have, if, if every cell, um, sperm was to be used, they can repopulate the whole entire globe. Oh. 30, I think it was 30 men. Yeah, because I think each man has like something million sperm yeah. cells, yeah? So the thing is, that's a reality. Mm. If you look at it from an evolutionary perspective, it's a reality. We are born like that and that's the reason why... I never thought of that, it like that. No, no, but... but I, I, should have, I should have known this earlier. Yeah, I could have used this argument yeah, when yeah. I was getting told off. Yeah, exactly. You should use it. So the thing <laughs> is this, and again, which it goes back to, and that's the reason I named it the Bitter Truth Show. Why? Because women don't like to hear it. But Islam, again, polygamy is there to protect the rights of a woman. Let me tell you how. Now you'll be thinking, yeah, how? How could sharing your husband be an advantage to your wife? Let me tell you how. In Islam, God Almighty acknowledges man, a man is born polygamous by nature. So therefore, Islam allows him to get married again. Now, when you stop a man from doing that, that man is like, I always say, the second law of thermodynamics is energy cannot be created or destroyed. So if I, get, if I set this on fire, it will just evaporate or turn into something else. So the energy is still there, it's in a different form. So with a man, if you try to get rid of his polygamous nature, it's going to come out in different forms. Side chicks, mistresses and girlfriends. So Islam says no, because when a man does this, he's violating the rights of other women by saying, okay, you're my side chick. Meaning, you know, when I need you, Islam says no, you can't do that to another woman. She is a woman. You have to go speak to her dad. You have to give her the mahar. You have to marry her. You have to honor her. So now Islam says that if a man has a propensity to do that, it has to be done in the correct manner. Otherwise, men abuse it and say, I've got my wife. Okay, I have a little my, a mistress here, a side chick there, a one night stand there, violating other women. So I always say to sisters or females, if you really care about women's rights, and I said this in the show, you will die for your sisters. You will take a bullet for your sisters, but you will not share your husband or your boyfriend for your sisters, yeah? So the thing is here is if you genuinely care about the well-being of another woman, and we have, for example, there are a lot of men that are homosexuals, a lot of men who die younger, there are a lot of men who are in prisons, there are, there are more women than men. So we see the following, Islam gives a practical, a pragmatic solution, that if your husband is going to do it, and I'm talking about a good man, who loves you, who protects you, who provides for you, who's a lovely man, a good husband, and he wants to get married again, which they have the propensity to do, it has to be done in a correct manner so the other woman is not violated. But you, you make a lot of jokes in regards to, well, I, you know, I think there's a touch of truth in there where you're saying yeah. like, you know, you, if you've got a, 
like if you want to tell your wife that you want another wife, yeah. good luck, you know. Yeah, so good luck. you have to deal with that. But, but unfortunately, like the the way it's put across mm. to people who are like me, you know, just learning about uh, Islam is <laughs> almost like she should just by the the law of the religion accept it immediately. Mm. Whereas in reality, yeah. you're you're saying it's a lot more difficult. Of and, course, and, and women will fight. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. If Look. you said to your wife, you went yeah. home yeah. tonight and said, you know what, I've met yeah. someone in. London, yeah. and I want to bring her into the family. Yeah, yeah. How, how's that going? Okay, I would firstly say, come to my funeral um, <laughs> and make sure you bring some flowers and pray for me. I will do. Uh, so please, that's a no then. Please do remember me. Yeah. Look, any woman, just as I say, every man is polygamous by nature. If any woman comes to me and says, I'm okay with my husband getting a second wife, I'll be like, hmm, whatever. Well, well, someone said that on your show. She listen, was, listen, listen. She was very like, yeah, absolutely. Listen, listen. Love it. Trust me, trust me, trust me. They're bluffing. <laughs> trust me. Yeah, trust me. I've seen this sister. I'm like, listen, sister, relax yourself. Yeah, yeah? wait until it happens. Yes, because yeah. the thing is now, we believe the prophet's wives are, the, are like our mothers. We call them our mothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, literally, yeah. So they, there was a time when the prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was with his companions. Imagine chilling with your friends. And then he brought some food from his other wife. But he didn't know his other wife cooked as well. So when Aisha and his wife came, she saw that. Do you know what she done? She smashed the plate on the floor. Smash. Out of anger. Now, did the Prophet Muhammad scold her, shout at her, scream at her, divorce her, hit her? No. All he said was, your mother got upset. Now, the point is the following. If a man is, if a man is going to go down that route, you have to. Like they say, you can't deal with the heat, get out of the kitchen. If you do this, when you come home, you better see that knife. Whoosh, mm. Matrix. Yeah? So you're going to have to deal with her emotions. Mm -hmm. In the UK, it is illegal for you to get a second wife. But you can have a mistress and a girlfriend. And it's calm. Excuse me, I can't have a second wife that I'm going to honor and respect and look after and provide for her and treat her like my wife, but I can have mistress and girlfriend. This is nonsense. <laughs> yeah? Okay, it's nonsense. It's, it's nonsense. Yeah, we, we have, I, I think you're, you're tapping into something in terms of we, we have a very uh, accepting society yes. of so many things that, you know, the, the regular person, yeah. if there is such a thing, would class as abnormal. Yes. But then certain things, oh, well, that's not okay because that's, that's to suit men. Or, exactly. You, know, you have to have one rule for all. But you can't. That's, but that's the choose. thing. This is what we say about the freedom of speech. It's nonsense. Yeah. Even the Western world, they don't stick by it because they know it's not, it's not pragmatic. It won't work. Now, let me tell you something. Sometimes um, we have this, some people come and say to me and go, oh, you only became a Muslim because of the, th the second, third, fourth wife. And I was like, not really, because as a non-Muslim, which one's, tell me which one's more easier to do. As a Muslim, I, if I get married to the first wife, I have to speak to her father, protect, provide, give her dowry, pay for everything even if she's rich, and then if I get a second wife, I have to do the same. Uh, and now let's take me as a non-Muslim. No rules and regulations, and I can do whatever I like. I, I which just, one's easier? I just have to go on a dating site. I don't have to even pay them Thank for, you. for their dinner. So, so to me, being a Muslim is more detrimental to my objectives if it's all you of know, course. sexually motivated. Uh. But as a non-Muslim man, I could easily go on dates, multiple, three, four women, happy days, no responsibilities, do what I want. And you, you also have to share your resources with multiple women, which yes. is very hard as a, as, a, yes. as a provider. That's why it's not for every man. It depends if you have game. If you've got game and don't have money, you might be able to, yeah? Uh, out, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sign up to my course. No, I'm joking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Early bird discount. I love it. Uh, yeah, so the thing is here is that um, th this is a reality. So Islam mm. says, you know what? And you see this with Islam. Real life problems, real solutions. Not... Oh yeah, no, 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 listen, this is, the, this is the solution. And the thing is, test it. 
Trust me, you'll see a different man. I believe if every woman shared their husband, they will see a whole different man. When a woman is wearing a hijab and a man is in the process of getting to know her, but yeah. can't, you know, um, see her physically and doesn't yes. know if she is necessarily what his type is or what he is looking for. Yes. How how does that work for a man? Like, because obviously that's a big thing for men. It is, men, it is. men in the long term want to feel like they are attracted to their wives, mm. and some women are more attractive to men than yeah. others. Some yeah. men like bigger women, tiny yes. women, whatever. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, how do you combat that? If it's gone to the stages where <coughs> you got serious about each other um, and things have moved on, etc., you've spoken, you can, there is an opinion that says you can see her without the hijab. But there's different opinions. Some say, and, no, you and, can't. And the hijab, just to be clear, uh, because there's some women who only show their eyes yes. and some women yes. you can see. So, 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 so the hijab, it, it, what, the word hijab is not actually mentioned in the Quran. Yeah, it's khimar, yeah? So basically, it's the, 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 the head, yeah, yeah? okay. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it actually means a barrier, but it's not the actual word that's used. So imagine like we're talking about hijab or even seeing the face. You are allowed to see the face. Okay. There's, there's, but some say, oh, no, no, you are allowed to because you have to see who you're marrying. Um, and I say this to a lot of uh, girls, actually, and I, and I tell them, please read the book Beauty Sick. And by the way, I didn't write it. It's not like I'm selling it. It's, it's, it's some author. It's a non-Muslim woman. But it's very interesting. If every single woman decided not to wear makeup, because I believe makeup is the, one of the biggest lies out there. Because <laughs> you're, you're, mis you're mis-selling yourself. Yeah. If every woman didn't wear makeup, what's going to happen is, number one, look, anytime there's high expectations, there's going to be disappointment. If you see a woman and she's looking 10 out of 10, yeah? And then you marry her and she takes up her makeup and she becomes minus seven. Yeah? To you, that's going to be like... Now, if every woman did not wear makeup, you are seeing what you're getting. It's simple as that. Like, that's the reality. And if you like her without makeup, which everyone has a liking, then imagine how you would like her if she put the makeup on. Mm -hmm. But what happens is women do it the opposite way. And what happens is they, they, they wear this makeup. It's like somebody, imagine a man pretending to be a millionaire. And then you marry him and you find out he's broke. Yeah? I hear you. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. But if you just was honest about it and, and that woman liked you for who you are, do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. We put this persona, we put this facade, we put this face on, literally, <clears throat> a makeup. And to me, I would always say this, and I said this to my wife when I was getting to know her, I would like to see you without makeup. I'm going to bring some baby wives from you, actually. Yeah? So just to assist you in your, <laughs> in your journey. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, I, like my wife, like to me, it's like she's like a 15 <laughs> with makeup. And she, when she takes the makeup off, she becomes 14 and a half. Yeah? So to me, like I... Uh, and I had to see it without makeup. So in Islam, there are certain things that can be maneuvered in the sense where there are opinions where even I've, I've been told that she can dress up in a way where she's covered, but it gives you an idea of the body shape to a certain extent. No, I'm not talking about leggings. No, but there, there, there's a certain area where you can, cause, and some, some say even like you can judge her by her calves. Uh, do you get it? Yeah. So, so, but in a nutshell, it's trusting God. What if a Muslim woman wants to marry a non-Muslim man? It's haram. It's not permissible. Okay. Uh, and the same for a Muslim man. He's not allowed to marry mushriks, meaning idol worshippers. As Muslim men, we are allowed to marry Jewish women, Christian women, and some say, um, certain, it's called, they're called magians. They're like kind of fire worshippers. So there's categories Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us that we can marry. But for both men and women, Muslim men and women, they're not allowed to marry idol worshippers. If a non-Muslim and a Muslim marry, let's say in a legal sense, yes. does that mean you wouldn't class them as a serious Muslim or? If a Muslim woman marries a non-Muslim man, they are committing sexual immorality. There is no marriage. It, from the get-go, the contract is invalid. She is not allowed to marry him. She's married to him, she's in constant sexual immorality. 
she's just committed. It's, 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 it's a. It's so that you you wouldn't acknowledge that. Not it's a me. Real marriage. Not me. God Almighty says this is not a marriage. Now, a Muslim man marrying a Christian woman or a Jewish woman. That is a marriage, but some scholars say that she has to be chaste. So you cannot marry a non-virgin Christian or Jew. Okay. Some say, but there's a difference of discussion. So you, you can do that. But for both Muslim men and Muslim women, they are both not allowed to marry idol worshippers. Like let's say a Hindu. We cannot marry a Hindu. Okay. Well, we can marry, like a Muslim man can marry a Christian or a Jew. Yeah, because there's a connection between Christianity yes, and Islam. Yes, because we, we see them as the people of the book. Yeah. That's why, for example, many Christians who live under the Islamic rule they were happy because they lived, they had their own rules, regulations, they were protected, their churches could not be harmed, they could not be harmed, they were protected. Why? Because they're the people of the book, they're closer to us. How do you and your wife solve everyday problems, do you think? Like, because from what I understand, she helps you with your business a bit as well. She was uh, in the background of the podcast, so she's a big part of your life. She supports me. There's things that could be, she can be uncomfortable about, like me speaking about polygamy, certain things I do, but she's a mature woman. She's somebody who's level-headed. She understands and supports it. Mm. And that is fundamental. Has she ever pulled you and meant, I don't think you should say this? Yes. She'd be like, no, this, like, she'd have a moment where she's going on a mad one. And I just, I just observe it and see, okay, where's she coming from as a woman? Yeah. So I understand we have this back and forth. You know, but when we was getting to know each other when we first met, the chemistry was just like, it was amazing. Like, I couldn't believe it. What do you think it is about you and her that matches each other so well specifically? We believe like people give the example of a triangle. The further you're away from God Almighty, the more problems you're going to have. The closer you get to God Almighty, the closer you get towards each other. So we believe, I believe personally, that when you stick to God's commandments and regulations and you listen to what he says, there is nothing but success. It's as if Allah's God Almighty has, spe- you know, bespoke something just specifically created for you, specifically to mm-hmm. the detail. And in, as Muslims, we believe that when I would make a prayer, I would ask for details details I want her to look like this and her hair to be this long and and for example character this that and I would not change my wife and I say this a lot of women like come and they talk you cannot be the dust underneath my wife's feet listen me and my wife have arguments Oof. Oof, arguments yeah this is marriage I don't know what this Romeo Juliet Disneyland thing that you're watching is absolute nonsense yeah if you think my mom says arguments are the salt and peppers of the Relationship. I think that's a great comment. Yes, because the thing is, people have this perception of, yeah, Romeo, he's going to run to you. What are you talking about? Sometimes I come home, uh, throw stuff, uh, I'm, I'm going to sleep, or whatever. So this is marriage. This is how marriage is. And people have a false perception, and they have expectations when they get married. They're like, I didn't expect this to be like that. Why? Because you're watching too much Hollywood and Bollywood movies. Mm. What the hell do you think marriage is? What, what do you think has been the, the biggest challenge you guys have faced as a, as a marriage? Because challenge, I think the early stages when you get to know each other, you need to understand it's like new friends. You need to know what triggers them. So you're going to have arguments and these arguments and fights are healthy because you're getting to know each other. He doesn't like that. Okay, she doesn't like that. I should do that. Like for example, my wife really appreciates me taking out the bin. I realize that I could go and buy her whatever, but me taking out the bin is just, uh, and I realized to myself, that's what she likes. So I make sure I take the bin out. You know, she just genuinely appreciates that. Small things. Not, I'm going to go and buy her this bracelet. Okay, nice. No, it's sm- simple, small things that they each other value. So we sometimes think in our head, I value this, therefore she would. No. And that's the problem that we have. We, we have this perception, and this is where conflict happens sometimes with men and women, because, you know, when we was talking about polygamy, the reason why women are so... Um, riled up about this is because in their head they're thinking the following and this is the problem they're thinking if I don't like this man 
I would leave him and marry someone else or be with someone else. So when you or me, we talk about a second wife or a girlfriend or whatever, they think, oh, he doesn't love me anymore. But to me and you, we know that that second wife, like if they did a lie detector test on me, do you love your wife? Yes. Would you die for her? Yes. Take a bullet for her? Yes. Do you want a second wife? Yes. I would pass every one of them. Do you know what And I, so would you. No, but you, like, I think having multiple, like obviously multiple women, there's, there's, on a on a genetic biological level, like yeah. obviously we're programmed to find more women than one attractive, mm. but it's hard enough keeping one woman happy, let alone bloody three or four. I don't yeah. know if I could be bothered, mate. Okay, so that's the, that's that's the issue though. But look, look, check this out. Yeah, this is where it's very <laughs> you know no, no, it's true, it's true. It's I, fucking hard keeping one happy. Hundred percent. Let me tell you something. It is a headache. Yeah. But if I was to tell you, if there was no responsibilities, would you like another woman? It'll be a yes. I, I hear what you mean. If, they, if I, 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 this is on the the the, the mental thing where yeah. my brain goes to like I'm on a beach, one of them's feeding his grapes, the other one's yeah. <laughs> like if that was the setup, yeah. maybe okay, good. We know practically, okay. very difficult. Okay, good. But the thing is that your des- desires, you would have the innate propensity hmm. to want another woman for uh-huh. whatever reason. Now this is where. Islam comes with those protocols because it says men want this and they want it, for example, easy. I just want one thing. Islam says, uh-uh, you have to provide for us. And you're like, oh. The... Then it's like, and so I say to women, if you don't want, I say to Muslim women, if you don't want your husband to get a second wife, you know what you say to him? Okay, you're going to get a second wife. I allow you, but you have to provide for her, marry her, speak to her father. And he's thinking, that is long, bruv. No, nah, I don't want it now. You've, no, you've nailed it. And you get this it? is the thing is, is when there isn't a protocol in place, Yes. You know, uh, you could argue that maybe married men in in Christianity or, or another religion yeah. may be more inclined to do it the the wrong way, as yes. they say. They just cheat regularly. Yes. Go and find a woman one night, boom, gone. Yeah. Whereas, because there's this protocol in Islam, yes. it feels more like a choice. And when yes. something when something is offered to you. <laughs> it becomes less desirable in a sense. Yes. So maybe, um, I don't know if this is real or true yeah. or logical, but m- you, you could argue that because there is this, yeah. it, may, it might keep men more honest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's the, the thing we would discuss about the secret second wives. Mm. Because why are men, men don't want to keep a secret, but if they are threatened with not seeing their kids and all this kind of stuff, they have no choice. Mm. So when we're talking about secret second wives, we're trying to communicate to the females that look, Men don't want to do that. And it's not that we don't love you. We do not see... The way you look at us, it's not the same way we look at you. We're not programmed like you. Mm. If you didn't love us, you would want another man. Good. But we are not like you. We could love you and die for you, but we still want another woman. I looked through a couple of your posts, and I did this with Pearl, actually, because I find it interesting to see some of the things that people (laughs) post online. One interesting thing was a guy called Tarek uh, Fatah, who was an anti-Muslim writer who repeatedly had said that, you know, he'd said negative, horrible things about Islam. One of them being that Islam was a cancer, in his words. What, What made you want to post about that? So I see it like this, yeah. Anybody that has harmed, it's not it's just a matter of Islam. If somebody has uh, spread propaganda which has caused the killing of innocent people through their propaganda, that's the reason why I confronted Tommy Robinson and the far right and all these kind of people. And the same with ISIS members. We've confronted them. I've had death threats from them. You know, we, we used to go to the Speaker's Corner with knife-proof vests. You know, we had like Osman Ronan from the police. So we've done it both ways because both of them are maniacs who propagate a lie which comes at the cost of innocent people. Why should a young British woman or a man walk down the road and be hit by a car or be stabbed? 
because of someone's propaganda of lies. And the same goes with the far right, when that guy who went to Frisbee Park and ran over innocent worshippers. Mm-hmm. The words you say have consequences. Mm-hmm. So to me, it's so grave that people like this who are hate preachers, who are propagating hate, for them to leave this planet Earth, it's the best news, and it is Eid for me every single day, not just that day. Mm-hmm. So whoever it is, if they are propagating harm uh, towards other people, wherever it may be, then I believe them leaving this earth has brought more peace because there's a lot of Indians, uh, Indian Muslims being persecuted in India. Their hijabs being ripped off um, by Hindu thugs, you know, and this mm-hmm. led into Leicester. We had to go with and hijab, hijab when there was an issue between the Hindu, these Hindu remember, radical yeah. BJB thugs. Yeah, so these things are spilling you and this is having consequences. So someone like that who's left this earth with all the lies and propagation that they've done, I mean, it's eat day, all day, every day. I had a lovely day that day, actually. <laughs> yeah. So... Obviously, you mentioned ISIS, and and, and look, every religion has a minority section of radical people. But, you know, in terms of your experience with uh, people like that, why do you think uh, extremists um, exist, and how how should they be tackled? Well, to be honest, I think they need to be tackled from us first. So if it's an issue of Muslims, Muslims have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. If it's a Christian, like for example, the Ku Klux Klan, um, they they need to deal with it. Firstly, because at the end of the day, we know them best. We know their arguments best. For an outsider, it's just like, oh, you know, let's have some, you know, these measures in place, anti-radicalization. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. With these people, you need to speak text. That's why when we would confront them, we would bring the Quran. Where does it say this? Or uh, okay, be quiet. You don't know. You don't know what you're talking about. So they value the sacred text, and we can only combat them with the sacred text. So that's why we would have these videos that we refute them. How are they? How are they? Um able to go down that road if there is nothing you know that that allows for that in the in the it, Quran because the thing is they take verses out of context look Tommy Robinson and uh, the Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi who is the uh, leader of ISIS mm. they are they are there's no difference between them because they both believe that there's a Quranic verse that says go kill innocent infidels mm-hmm and I'm like, you both, there's no difference because you guys are reading the damn text in the same way. But there is nowhere in the Quran that it tells you because that verse is speaking to a specific context. When the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, when he came with the message, he was being persecuted just for speaking. Just by saying, I believe this is the truth and I want people to follow it. Mm. No, you're not allowed to. We're going to fight you. <clears throat> okay, if you're going to fight us, we're going to fight you back. And we want peace treaty. You violate the peace treaty and we're going to fight you. So there's, when this verse is saying that catch them and kill them wherever you find them, it's talking about the pagan Arabs at that time. Nowhere in the verse does it tell you, go outside and attack innocent non-Muslims because the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, very clearly said, a person who harms a non-Muslim would not smell the fragrance of paradise. So the matter is clear because otherwise that means, well, I'm going to go fight my non-Muslim family. It's pathetic. So what do you think it is in, in these, um, whether it be Christian, Islam, or any, any religion? Yeah. You know, these people seem to take a book, take it out of context, yeah. and use it to commit horrible things to people who are innocent. Yeah. What do you think the, the first thing that comes at the start of that? Is it just mentally ill people? No. who, Or is there a reason? No, they're not mentally ill. You need to understand the foreign policy played a massive role. Massive role. Even the ones who killed Lee Rigby. What do you mean by that? Just so I foreign policy, man. Just imagine a specific nation entering your land, butchering, killing innocent men, women, and children. Imagine we had what well, was happening now, like Russia, <clears throat> Russia attacking the UK. You see innocent British boys and girls being slaughtered. Mm-hmm. You go and you come home, and your wife has been raped. What do you think that's going to do to you? And you're specifically meaning which the war. 
the wall? Mm-hmm. What's that going to do to young British men? <clears throat> Why do you think there was this whole issue when it came to the grooming gangs? British men were flocking the streets. Rightly so. I don't blame them. Because they are seeing their young daughters being groomed by a specific group of minority people. And this happens both ways, you know, because like, you look at it, there's a lot of them who are white middle-aged men as well. Of course. <clears throat> but they had a right because they saw a threat. Mm-hmm. So I do believe there's some genuine, genuinity in that sense where, where they genuinely had the concern. But it was mixed with hatred. So I understand. So imagine if they are coming to the streets. And believe me, if violence was, if they, and they used some sort of violence. But believe me, if the far right had weapons, they would be using those weapons. Uh, so the point is this. Every nation feels that. And that's the reason why what they do is they mix that with, this is what they're doing to our brothers and sisters in Iraq. One million dead. Half a million in Afghanistan. Syria. And they're seeing this in, in, in Palestine. And they are watching this and thinking, enough is enough. Yeah, look at what we are going through. And this is where it comes from. But Islam doesn't teach us this. Islam doesn't say my teachers is President Bush and Tony Blair. They're not my teachers. My teachers is the Prophet Muhammad. I'm not going to look at Bush and say he's killed innocent people. I'm going to go run over innocent people. This is perversion. In Islam, it doesn't tell you. Bush is not my teacher. I'm not going to look at Tony Blair and be like, oh, he's done that. Let's do the same back. In Islam, it doesn't work like that. So you're saying, you know, naturally two wrongs don't make a right. Exactly. Um, So when you look into the eyes of these young men who are joining ISIS, are you looking in their eyes and feeling anger, frustration? What is the feeling from you? To be honest, I've had a lot of interaction with some of them. In public, in private, when I will speak to them and say, look, what is going through your head? Mm. You know what I realized? They all come from troubled households. Okay. Literally, I've had personal experience. They come from troubled households. Troubled in what way would Trou- you say? They are troubled. For example, the dad not in their life. Okay. Something's happened. Life is not going how it should be. Mm-hmm. Broken up for a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever it may be. Most of, like a lot of them I would talk to, they don't even know the basic principles of Islam. Really? It's crazy, yes. They caught two of them who were try- trying to fly to join ISIS. They had a book, uh, Islam for Dummies. They have no damn idea about the religion. They are just young, zealous individuals who want a belonging, yeah? And they are saying, okay, I'm going to, and they have this uh, warped idea of, yeah, I'm going to go jihad and die, and what on earth are you talking about? Do you think the matter is that simple? You don't even know how to pray. Tell me how, like, I will speak to some of them, and I'll say, do you know this? And, and I'm thinking, you don't even know the damn basics of the religion, and you want to fly out and fight, you have they are they are troubled individuals I realised yeah. they, they are troubled and they use that and it's with anyone that has a troubled one that belonging joining a gang same thing yeah. it's, I want to join this or I want to join that when you're going through trauma in life whatever it's channeled in a different way when you're vulnerable young impressionable that's it you're easily led easily and we're saying you know there's a lot of cults online right now who, yes. are, who seem to be in a similar scenario who are just going down that road yeah I mean is the word jihad actually mentioned in the Quran? Yeah, yeah, there is, there is the word jihad, but it's like not in the uh, sense of like how they're saying. There is mentioned that sense as well. For example, Allah says in the Quran, there's a verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and fight with them with the greater jihad. And what's the great, greater jihad? The scholars say it's the Quran. They say the Quran, meaning fighting in the sense where that the Quran is the biggest tool. What we say is, give us freedom of speech. We love freedom of speech. If you allow us to propagate Islam, this whole nation will come to Islam. The Quran is the biggest jihad that we have. And it's mentioned in the Quran. But there's also meaning, physical... Meaning oh, like the biggest weapon for good? Is that what you mean? You can say that. But uh-huh. there's also offensive jihad and there's defensive jihad. Like every country has. Okay. Defensive jihad is if there's a group of people trying to come to your land, you have a right to fight them. Mm-hmm. So in that context, there's a physical combat. And there's the offensive combat, which is if you're propagating and spreading Islam. Now, spreading Islam is different because what the Crusaders done, they would come and pillage. Yeah? They would kill everybody. Okay? So... 
in Islam, you are what allowed you to... the Crusaders? Look, the Crusaders, you know, when they, for example, <coughs> uh, were ransacking, you know, taking over land, etc. Okay. Yeah, Christi- spreading Christianity. Okay. But they were killing innocent people. In Islam, when you're expanding your empire, which Islam controlled a big portion of the earth, mm-hmm. you are not allowed to force people to accept Islam. It is not permissible. So if imagine the Islamic empire takes over the UK, Christians living here, they have a right to abide by their laws. They're selling alcohol, they can sell alcohol. That's fine. But in their vicinity, they have the rights. But nobody can come and force them. So all it means is you're living under the caliphate, but you have rights. Mm-hmm. Nobody can come and force Islam down your throat. You can live how you want to live, etc. with certain principles in place. So Islam is not there to go and say, yes, by the sword. It's against, there's a clear verse in the Quran that says, there is no compulsion in religion. You are not allowed to force someone to accept Islam. This is a matter of choice. Mm-hmm. How is it fair if I come and put a knife to your neck and say, no, you have to? This doesn't accept Islam. Well, you're never going to actually believe it and, and want that then. No, you're doing it no, by force, right? So no, exactly. You're not That's a real the, believer. Thank you're you. Pretending. So therefore, what, what benefit is that? So Islam says it's your choice. A couple of more posts that you made. Sure. Uh, one was about feminism. Feminism is the idea that women are free when they serve their employers, but slaves when they serve their husband and child. Yes. If a woman was hired by a woman or a man, she's hired by her boss is a man or a woman, yeah? And the boss said, look, here's, you get paid 50 pounds an hour, by the way. 50 pounds an hour, that's quite good. I would like my tea at 10 a.m. Uh, I would like you to make, that's the, that's the, that's the job, bro. It's a job, bro. I would like you to make salmon sandwich with extra cheese at 12, please. Um, you've got some work to do here and there, etc. Da, da, da. That woman would be embracing that. Yes, I'm Miss Independent. Yeah? Okay, like Beyonce says, all the single ladies, yeah? <laughs> all the single ladies, yeah? Okay, so it'll be perfect. But the same woman who, when she comes home, and I'm talking about a traditional man, who pays for the rent, electric, gas, bill, council tax, petrol, insurance, water, you name it, he is literally paying for everything. And he comes home and says, I would just like breakfast. I would like some dinner and just a peace of mind. Mm. Ah, misogynist. Uh, well, hold on a second. When you're working for your employee, you're liberated and you're celebrating. But when your husband is there, and by the way, your employer can sack you and don't give a damn about you, your husband is willing to die for you. He's like your personal bodyguard. When a thief breaks in the house, who are you going to wake up? Oh, darling, I'll go. Well, darling, go and fight him off. Let's see what you can do. Okay, yeah? <laughs> let so, me know how you get on. Yeah, let me how you get on. What do, <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's true. Let me, it's true. So the thing is, you would have to wake your husband and trust me, every woman does this. It's natural. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Of course I damn heard it, yeah? Let me get a baseball bat and let me see what's going on, yeah? We go naturally and we could die and not come back, mm-hmm. yeah? We were walking down the road and somebody says something to your girlfriend or your wife. Well, she expects you to, be- if you don't, let me tell you something, she would leave your backside, mm-hmm. yeah? So we have this. You and tell them. I'm telling them, you go girl, yeah? <laughs> slay, the, slay the day, babe. <laughs> you go girl, yeah? Okay, so the thing is, we do that. And look at Ukraine. Look at what's happening in Ukraine. What happened to all the feminism? They love the kitchen now. Even the ones that are trans have been stopped and saying, oh, no, see, the biology, you're a man. Front lines, please. Men are dying. Wow. It's this reality. We need to understand this. This doesn't mean women don't do anything. Women, like, for example, there was a scholar in Islam. He said, women are half the population of this earth and they give birth to the other half. They are valuable. Like we value our wives. We honor them. We look after them. <clears throat> but the point is this. Feminism has indoctrinated them to such a level that as if, let me tell you something what happened in my post on Instagram. So it's Ramadan. 
I'm fasting. My wife had an appointment. She had to go somewhere. She so she took the car. Okay, the car that I pay for, insurance, tax, petrol, everything. Yeah. By the mm-hmm. way, yeah. My wife took the car. No problem. All day, every day. Go. <coughs> I'm at home. By the way, I'm looking after the kids. Yeah. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with this. We don't have this false red pill narrative of I'm the macho man. And no, no, no. I changed my daughter's nappies. Yes. I was at home. I was working. I was changing nappies. Yeah. So. Um, and then and, and she goes she was a bit late so when she was a bit late it, she, was, she wanted to cook a specific dish which was a ro- uh, roast it would take time mm-hmm. so I done a post and I said look guys so the Muslim man because sometimes Muslim man can be a bit rigid so I said listen guys sometimes when your wife is busy or whatever it may be etc have patience don't oh where's my food no be patient have mercy on her you know like she may be looking after the kids whatever it may be and I put this up online oh my god Oh my, well, I, I don't know how on earth that was twisted. So I'm telling men to be patient with their wives. So we've got the Muslim feminist woman, which I hate the most. <laughs> Guess what they say? Why are you jogging for? Why are you not cooking? Why are you not helping her? And I was thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Poor wife. She's probably fasting all day and looking at her. Da, da, da. It's as if she, they did not even acknowledge that I may have been working. Maybe I came back from work. It's as if what you do means zero. I don't understand how you can be a feminist yeah. and be a Muslim woman. No, that's the point. Like, you can't. Like the, the, the very nature yeah. uh, uh, of the religion yes. is completely at odds with feminism. Yes. Yes, there's some bits where you can say, okay, but the point is, in a nutshell, no. So these Muslims, and then she, this woman who made this post, by the way, she messaged me after and she goes, I apologize. Um, and basically, I did this because my father used to, da, da, da. and I was like, look, I understand, but how are you painting us? Dude, the, 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 if there's one thing I'm yeah. sure we're both uh, yeah. receiving a lot of yeah. is, is the little things that people react to what they're saying. Yes. It, I don't know anything about their lives. They're projecting. You. They're projecting. Uh, they, they, there is a one tiny little minute thing that a, uh, a video creator will do or say, yes. and the people they're in uh, their own personal shit is just spewing out. Yes. And it's like all the, the. That's why when I get these like horrible messages, I'm like, "You got some demons. Yes, yes. You, need, yes, you know, you really do need yes, help. Some yes, of you motherfuckers yes. out there because <laughs> it's brutal, and and they don't realize how they're coming across, and that you know what we're saying isn't really the thing that's hurt their they're, feeling yeah they're projecting you know what it is they go through that's why I realise that anytime they're, they're projecting they have a certain issue that's gone in their life absolutely and you've triggered because mm-hmm. in their head what they did is they automatically envisioned that father who used to beat the mother up mm-hmm. or that brother or their husband and they're connecting and thinking that's what he done he would tell me you know he would never help me in the kitchen feminists and now Red Bull but feminists have destroyed marriages I mean that's the reason why you have a lot of far right individuals who are coming to Islam now because they're realising that how detrimental this is we are on the way of chaos literally and this is having an impact on our kids uh, traditional people I can imagine even if even like as someone who I'm a very traditional man and as much as I you know I might not um, share the beliefs in the religious sense I see the appeal of religion yes. Yes. million percent yes. because as men if, if you were to try and find a traditional woman um you know, in the UK, especially in the dating scene, mm. good luck. Pa- you are gonna need it well, pa- because passport, passport bros. Uh, yeah, because it it, it isn't gonna. You're not going to find that. And I am old school, like I'm kind of a man who, uh, you know, pays for everything, takes the yeah. woman out, treats her like a lady, but equally wants to be respected as the man, the breadwinner. Yeah, but you have to, simple man. Our, our, look, we, res- we, uh, we value respect more than love. That's how we are. We just want respect at the end of the day. And there is nothing wrong. Like, for example, me saying I make the final decisions in my house, what does that mean? Like, if my wife, like, she actually made a very good recommendation, like, um, 
a couple of days ago. And this doesn't mean I'm going to be like, oh, you're a woman. You, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. I listen to her. What do you think? Hmm, okay, interesting. But the man is the head of the house. I think that's a biological thing as simple. well, though, because there's it's a simple. reason why if you ask a woman, yeah. the majority of the time, yeah. you know, what do you want in a man? Yes. They will say, I want to be bigger than me, stronger than me, yes. richer than me, smaller than, than me. me. Yes. She wants someone who can who can be a, a leader. Yeah, a, a, a man a who can protect her and exactly. that role. So whether or not they're aware of it, I, I just think that... That is what women do want. Exactly, but that's what it is. That's why Allah, God Almighty in the Quran has given us this uh, um, protocols in place because at the end of the day, he knows his creation. But modern women f- also find themselves fighting that when they receive that. So, but that's so the problem. In, in attraction, in attraction yeah. if, if women are looking for an alpha or yeah. something along those lines, mm. they will gravitate towards that. But yes. because society is, is turning them away from the traditional version mm. of themselves that would have been raised mm. 50, 60 years ago for example they're then meeting these men and going okay I'm attracted to you you're the kind of man I want mm. but then they're fighting with them and then they're belittling him disrespecting him yeah. and fighting with him yeah. not not because you know they're not capable of being nice people of course yeah. they are but they're not they haven't been raised to fit within that exactly that uh, relationship style exactly that's why Islam gives great emphasis because when the family unit is broken down it has ripple effects it causes do you think there's been a deliberate attack from the government 100% I want to say about the government but there are movements in place which I don't want to mention here because uh, I don't want to you know arm your channel but there are movements in place that are to destroy it. they have to destroy their family unit mm-hmm. and the thing is I, I used to think far right were bad when I came across the far left far right looked I was like man I love you guys Tommy Robbins said uh, like <laughs> these people were crazy the far left were I had an altercation with them in speaker's corner crazy I, I understand what you're saying <coughs> I, I think that, yeah that <coughs> it if I was to go down that conspiracy theorist road, it, it, you know, if you want people to be easier to be controlled, the weaker the family unit is, yes. the weaker they are in strength and the easier they are to control. 100%. Yeah. It is fundamental and critical for a child to have the mother and father in their life. It is critical. And the, the more feminized men become, the easier they are to control. My, my like, and the thing that really co- convinced me of this is, um, you know, the... Without going to say the word, because I don't know what it does to the YouTube videos these days. Yeah. Um, but you know that thing that we all agreed to not, you know, not go outside for however long because there was the virus. Yes, yes. Um, the way people behaved in fear and how yes. easily controlled yes. they were, yes. it made me go, you know, 50 years ago, no fucking way. Yes. It, or, you know, like my granddads, there's no way they're all like policing each other the way people yes. were. And yes. that whole, the, 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 the feminization of men, like I was on a train and some guy says to me, excuse me, um, you're not wearing a mask. And I, I had this bullshit pass and I was like, I've got a pass. Um, and I just turned around and he went, can I say it? And I, I, I basically said to him like, do you want to get fucking knocked out? Do you know what I mean? Like, like and immediately I put him back in his box, but I yeah. thought like, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? Do you know? And it made me realize just like the way these people are behaving yeah. is, is a direct result of... Um, Years and years of just the attack on masculinity. Yes. And I feel like Islam is one of the few remaining yes. places where manly men feel yeah. uh, appreciated and acknowledged that they exist and not under fire. Exactly. And, and it should be like that. Why mm. should I feel ashamed of who I am? This is how I'm created. Mm-hmm. You know, why should I be ashamed? You know, why there's no discussion on toxic femininity? 
you know, toxic masculinity. But what about toxic femininity? These things are not spoken about, you know. What we're seeing online is whether or not you agree with this red pill group or 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 the, uh, the Islamic creators yeah. as someone who's from the outside looking into all of these people. I understand why people are gravitating yes. because people are fed up. Yes, we have the highest rate of suicide, mm. you know, and why? We can't open up. If we're talking about divorce rates, for example, and we're yes. talking about the way men are treated legally, yes. I guarantee that the link of male suicide and divorces are, is, a, is massive. Most of the homeless people, I think there were studies on, they spoke, there was a woman involved. There was, they, like, they lost everything. That's why we're seeing that action reaction. Mm -hmm. like if, if, if I was to go to tell my wife, look, I would not like you to wear that clothing. Mm -hmm. Abuse. What the you, you know what? I, I, and look, it's great to talk to someone like yourself um, in this because I feel like... There's an attack on misogyny, and I understand why. Like every 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 action has an equal and opposite reaction. Yes. Like you understand yeah. that. And at one point, women were not being treated well. Yep. They didn't have the vote. Yep. They, they didn't get the respect that they deserved. Yes. So feminism came along. Yeah. But like anything. Everything has the potential to go too far. Yes. And now we're in the midst of seeing a, a, a new wave. Yes. And and a lot of a lot of uh, scholars and, in, and intelligent people are dismissing this as as misogyny. Oh, they're just yeah. misogynists. Yeah, yeah. But you you. you in order to understand why some of these people are becoming so powerful, you have to understand of who they're speaking to yes. and what void is being filled in. Yes. And that is the, the blind spot that yes. so many people have right now, which is that men don't feel respected, don't feel powerful, mm. don't feel heard. And, and until that's acknowledged and men gain uh, more uh, power back in society, this is going to grow. And the people who are conducting these young men mm. are going to take them in their own direction exactly. because, because the power is being given to them by these men mm. so until the uh, good people at the top actually um, give them a direction to follow mm. we're going to keep going down this road of misogyny um, and it's unfortunately like that's why men feel so forgotten exactly I mean even if you look at breast cancer and prostate cancer mm -hmm. which one's gone given more attention to mm -hmm. breast cancer but it's as if they don't give a flying damn about men mm -hmm. what you go through like, look at women's shelters in America I think for, there was, I don't think there's one male uh, men, uh, men's shelter. There's, I don't think there is, there's not even one. I think it's a great thing that we have these, these options for women who are in bad situations. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't have them. I'm no simply problem. saying we cannot, for one second, act like we have equality anymore when it's yeah. gone too far the other way. And there are so many men who are just like, like left to rot and mm. at, at least have some option. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, but exactly. I, I've got one more post that I wanted to oh, sure. end on with you because I really like this one. Yes. We are a sad generation with happy pictures. People are not even living for themselves. If you think about it, they're not even living for themselves. When they go on holiday and take a picture or the food, it's not even for them, it's for others. I mean, look at this. This is the greatest enslavement that I'm talking about. When people say, my body, my choice, my... You're not, you're enslaved, man. The fact that you're, even weddings, etc., you are too busy proving something to other. It might be an ex. I'm going to show him or her how I'm living now with my new man and where, da, da, da. You are still entrapped. In, he's instilling your mind. So even for the friends, we are too busy living for others. That's why I talk about this issue. Like, for example, we've done a podcast about um, irresponsible social media personalities, Muslim ones, yeah? We believe in the evil... We believe that people are envious, they are jealous, and this will have a harm on you because we believe in a metaphysical reality, yeah? So we believe people can literally harm you. That's why we do not, like you see me, I don't talk about my personal life. I'm on holiday here with my wife. I bought this to my wife. No, no one needs to know. 
if I'm happy, if I'm happy, that's all I care. I don't even give a damn of your opinion. If, I don't care. But people are too busy living for others and they will show a glimpse of their lifestyle. Yeah? I swear to God, I was driving in Oxford Street and I saw this woman getting her boyfriend to take a picture and she's like, and the certain picture she's got this grumpy face on. I was like, I would love to see. If I was your boyfriend or husband, I would carry on recording after you think, and I go, is it feeling? Yeah. To show your face how you're miserable, <laughs> yeah? How, 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 how miserable you are in real life, yeah? yeah? And the thing is, what happens is, we look at the life and be like, how lucky she is. You have no damn idea about their damn life. You saw one bloody picture of them smiling. You don't know if they are in each other's necks or God knows what they're doing. And you're like, oh, I wish I had that lifestyle. No, you would not want that lifestyle. And that's the problem we're living in. Social media and we are capturing moments of people's happiness. And this is irresponsible behavior. I challenge, this should be a challenge. Anyone that posts a picture about their, how good their marriage is, why don't you show a video of us, you guys fighting, arguing? Why don't you put that out there? Mm-hmm. Oh no, why not? You are given a false reality and then people are having these expectations and when you have expectations, be bound to get disappointed. And that's what it is. It's just, and mental health, it's all because of this. Yeah, false reality. That's why I meant, one of the reasons for sure why mental <laughs> yeah. health is taking a hit is, is people are chasing the dopamine yes. hit of this is me being mm. happy when in reality true happiness isn't that. And, exactly. and we, we all say this, but very few people get to actually feel yeah. You know, the, when when people are looking at these Instagram posts of these fast cars and and these guys with all these chicks or whatever, when you've actually lived it, you and you know, luckily I have because I got to realise what a load of crap it was. Mm-hmm. Um, you realise it is just meaningless rubbish. Yeah. And I, I, you know, when I had a memory there where you know this photograph thing, I was in a restaurant once and I seen this couple, and this woman was dressed amazingly. Her, her guy was taking her there. He was basically a photographer. Okay. He, he wasn't actually enjoying her company, having a nice little chat, yeah. we're eating dinner, we're having a lovely mm. day. He spent God knows how many minutes, click, click, click. And, and she's posing, doing all, and I'm literally like, I'm having a chat with a girl I'm on a date with at that yeah. time, and I'm like, are you guys going to stop this photography? Like, I know how to do photography, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, how long are you going to... And it, and I realised, like, this is nothing to do with you guys enjoying each other's company. Nope. This is literally so that everyone who looks at her can go, wow. oh, she's special, she's yeah, in this yeah, place, yeah. let's all uh, admire her. When in reality, and you see, once the camera went away, yes. the date was as crap as they could be. Exactly. No chat, no nothing. You, you know, that's the thing, one, one of the reasons when I, when I came... <laughs> came to Islam I saw a video so these rappers because we was very influenced by these rappers or these mm-hmm. famous people etc so I can remember back then I think it was Birdman Lil Wayne <laughs> and someone else here and so there was a video of them just casually sitting on the back of a yacht and they looked so bloody bored uh-huh. they were just sat there just smoking and just like it was just it wasn't like your yeah you know I got the B-I-T-C-H-E-S and it was just them sitting like normal people and they were just like they just looked they weren't even talking to each other and I thought that's the like flipping that's the reality mm. and once we see that and we realise that and it's a lie and that's why we're seeing there is nothing you cannot ever find happiness and it goes back to being content and happy with your purpose mm. which I found through Islam to me it's like a connection with my creator and pleasing him I don't care about this person or that person I care about me proving myself to the one who created me because he is the only one that matters I really appreciate the time today man. Nice time I, I still have your Quran from last time I have to give it it's been in the back of my car literally let me you go and check it, it. I'm right. going to go get Fantastic. it but I really appreciate it. thank you very much uh, for inviting me <clears throat> specifically the marriage documentary uh, I might give you a sneak peek of episode 2 
Um, yes, and you can watch it, but don't cry. Uh. Everyone can watch the uh, the episodes coming up on the documentary on the Ali Dawa YouTube channel. And also, big fan of the bit of truth uh, debate show that you're putting together. I think yeah. that has massive potential. Mm, yeah. By the way, we should we should have some people call it the the halal fish uh, fresh and fit. And I was like, no. Nice. Well, I, I think people want to hear different people yes. from different points of view. So if you ever do anything where you need someone like myself, yes, I'm always available. We do, we do. Like we we're open, like to have these open discussions. If you are one day, we, we're going to start filming because I've got a lot of episodes already filmed. Mm. and I'm working on a marriage documentary filming so we're going to refilm around the end of July if you're free just come we'll have a specific topic yeah, yeah. as a non-Muslim we want I'd, to I'd love them. to come on mate yes, especially yes. because of everything that's happened in the past and what yeah. you guys have done yeah. uh, you and Mohammed have been yeah. so kind to me yeah. obviously mate whenever yeah. you need no, no problem you know it's, our doors are open, uh, always open and you're our guest if we do that I'll send you the topics if you say you know I like this topic I would like to come amazing just come it'll be a All pleasure right. for us we'll do, we'll do that for sure uh, don't forget I'll put the links in the description below for Ali's uh, channel if you haven't already hit that like button subscribe to the True Jordy YouTube channel thank you for watching and we will see you later cheers